Welcome to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, where entrepreneurs just like you learn to level up in life, love, and business. My name is David Ubina, your host. Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast starts right now. Yeah, yeah. So anything that I've done has either been just kind of everything, every company that I've started has just kind of been organically natural progression, but I do tend to get bored and, you know, some would probably say I have that shiny object syndrome, you know, try a new tool or start a new business or whatever the case is. Um, and so that first company that my wife and I started together, um, you know, like I mentioned, we bootstrapped that to 5 million bucks in 26 months, all fueled by outbound sales, an outbound sales team. Um, and so we heavily relied on the phones that, you know, the, as the sales was the, the blood life to the company, the phones were the blood life to the salespeople. Right. So, um, and so we heavily relied on our phones and we went through in a 26, in like a two year period, uh, we went through five different phone vendors and we had problems with all of them. Some, you know, different than others, but ultimately like, you know, quality issues, support issues, reporting issues, integration issues, outrageous fee issues, like all kinds of different things. Well, all right, guys, welcome back to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. I am your host, David Ubita, behind the mic once again. So, if you're listening to this episode uh, or this podcast uh, for the first time, hey, welcome to the show. If you are uh, a, a a listener that uh, joined us before, hey, welcome back. And uh, allow me to congratulate you guys. Uh, hey, it's been a year since the pandemic and we're still here. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's all good. We've survived the pandemic. Did you get your vaccines? Yes or no? That's all. That's like a whole different topic, right? Like, am I going to go ahead and get this vaccine with God knows how many hours of research behind it? You know, it's pretty, it's a scary thought, huh? Well, uh, found out that in Texas that the masks are no longer a mandate. That's going to be interesting to see if the numbers fluctuate out in Texas. So I'm hoping the best for you guys out there in Texas. I have uh, good friends out in Texas, and I'm hoping that everything goes smoothly for you all. And uh, hey, we are in episode 43 here. Uh, we've got Colin Mitchell on deck. And uh, Colin is the host of Sales Hustle, and uh, he's also the CRO, uh, Chief Revenue Officer for uh, Monster VoIP. And uh, we'll go into some of his story in a bit, but just wanted to touch base with you guys and share with you guys some pretty cool stats. I'm a stats kind of guy. Um, so in the event you did not know, our podcast uh, is available on 10 different platforms. So this way you're not, uh, in the event you don't have a specific platform available to you, uh, I'm going to go ahead and read to you our list of 10 different platforms that we are available on. Anchor, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Radio Public, and Spotify. My, uh, Mr. Joe Rogan, right? He's the man, uh, the man with the plan out in Spotify. That's his turf, right? So I'm definitely uh, a big fan of the Joe Rogan experience. Uh, I love the fact that he's just he's just himself, and that's the whole point behind a podcast. And you want to bring some great information uh, to help uh, and to really just you know equip your listeners with some good stuff, right? Um, some more statistics here. Um, I know I usually read the geo location information, but check this out here: 
for our listening platforms here, uh, now that I've read to you the percentages, or I should say the, the platforms that we're available on, uh, Apple Podcasts is leading the way with 21% of our listeners accessing our podcast, listening to our podcast. Thank you again on the, uh, again, Apple Podcast platform. Anchor is coming in with 10%. And then we've got Spotify at 4%. And then every other um, platform I just mentioned is at 65%. So it's pretty interesting, right? Uh, this is interesting to me. Why? Because this way, um, you know, for example, I can't speak to an Apple user like I would speak to uh, an iPhone user like I would speak to uh, an Android user, right? I'm an Android user. And uh, for those of you who are iPhone users, you probably cringed. Yeah, I got it. No, no worries. I did the same <laughs> for towards iPhone users. But uh, Android uh, is leading the way. Android users, mi familia is leading the way uh, with 35%. And then iPhone users uh, are accessing, uh, are listening to our show, they're at 23%. Uh, the web, uh, the uh, World Wide Web is at 8%, Windows 3%, and Other is 31%. I thought that was really, really interesting. Now, let's go into some, uh, let's go ahead and jump into some demographic information for those of you entrepreneurs who love the numbers uh, like I do. Uh, kinda. <laughs> anyway, so let's see. Which percentage is the greatest in terms of gender? Uh, so males, we have 72% listening. And then for females, which is, Pretty awesome, if you ask me. I'm honestly surprised that it's this high at 27%, which is freaking awesome. I'm, you know, I'm honored, and I sincerely hope that you guys, uh, guys and gals, are getting um, some um, some great advice, some great insight with the guests that we're bringing on to the show. And then uh, this last piece of information here, the age demographic, which is always interesting for those of you who are in the marketing game like we are. Um, you know, this is how our brain works, right? We always look at the stats. Now, this was really, really interesting to me. So let's look at some of the age categories here. Um, the top age category, we'll go with the top three, okay? Uh, the top three in terms of age category, listening to our podcast these days with well over 25%, consisting of well over 25%, is the age group, uh, and this is no gender um this is non-gender uh, specific, uh, 28 to 34, ages 28 to 34, you guys are our highest uh, listening range. Man, how cool is that? And then our second highest in terms of age listeners are from 23 to 27, which that really encourages me because uh, those of you who are in your 20s and you're listening to podcasts and learning about business, etc., I, I salute you. I salute you because I can honestly say when I was your age, I was not doing that. <laughs> and I should have, but my but my boys, my twins and my daughter, of course, they are doing that. And uh, I try to try to encourage them to do that uh, more so. And then the third most active, uh, we'll, go, we'll go with the top five. The third most active is at 17% is 18 to 20 seconds. So let's go back here. Uh, age 23 to 27, which is the second highest at 24% listeners. And then the highest at 26% is 38 to 34. Uh, then at 16%, wow, that's 
man, that's only 1% less than the third highest, which is 18 to 22, 35 to 44-year-olds, which is uh, my each bracket, right? How cool is that? 16%. And then we have the last top five. Okay, this is my age bracket, 45 to 59. Uh, I'm not 50 yet, uh, but this is my age bracket here at 15%. How cool is that? And again, 72% of our listening audience is uh, comprised of uh, gentlemen. And we have um, 27% of of uh, Wonder Women, right? And we love, love, love you guys. And we're so happy to have you guys on board. And man, we're just, we're honestly, I was blown away by those numbers. And really, the age demographic really took me by surprise. Uh, so on that note, guys, uh, Colin Mitchell is our guest for this episode, episode 43. And uh, one thing I like about, about Colin, man, he's he's just, man, he knows his stuff. Now, Colin, uh, check this out. He and his wife started their first company out of, get this, a one-bedroom apartment, and in 26 months, grew it to over $5 million. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> you want to pay attention to what Colin has to say. Very cool guy. Uh, I enjoyed this conversation with Colin very much. So we talked about family. We talked about the dreaded S word for entrepreneurs, sales. Shh. <laughs> for those of you who can't stand that word, you know, I, and the reason that most people kind of dread that word is because maybe they've been duped or they've been, you know, bamboozled by someone quote unquote selling them something. But what I love about this conversation uh, with uh, Colin is his perspective on sales. And really, I mean, this guy's a sales junkie. He knows what he's doing. And um, he's done very well, four businesses in, millions and millions of dollars in revenue. This guy has a very unique approach that I think that you will find beneficial. So without any further ado, we're going to jump into our conversation with Colin. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, David Ubita here, host of the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Hey, just a really quick word to those of you who are entrepreneurs just like me, business owners or an executive uh, looking to generate more business on the LinkedIn platform. I want you to take a look at our free training uh, showing you how we generate over 250 B2B clients for our business. Now, our proven SAG strategy, well, it turns clicks into calls and calls into clients without spending a ton of time blogging or spending a small fortune on ads. For more details, go to mrdeu.com. That's www.mrdeu.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the big show. Uh, this is your boy, David, and uh, you are listening to the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, uh, hopefully once again. And if this is your second time with us, you are now officially dubbed a life hacker. So deal with that. Got my boy Colin here with us today. And Colin uh, and I have some uh, some similarities. And I'm sure those of you listening uh, here in the audience uh, can also relate. He is part of the E-Word fan club, which is uh, entrepreneur. And he started a couple of companies. And he actually coaches folks on sales. I know that's a bad word for some of you listening. Uh, but uh, for those of us who understand what sales is and what it isn't, uh, we're going to be talking about that today, but it's actually a, a fantastic way to connect and serve the world. So on that note, Colin, say hi to to uh, our crew or to our audience and uh, share a little bit about your journey, especially as it relates to sales. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to, David. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Um, yeah, my my story, you know, I'll give the 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 
the short version so we can dig into some of the 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 better stuff but uh my story kind of starts out like this you know i grew up poor and uh was raised by a single mom and so you know it was a struggle just to keep food on the table and and pay the bills and uh and you know i didn't have the the easiest childhood growing up and i got myself into a little bit of trouble and you know college was not in the cards for me i barely made it through high school and sales was the only thing that would give me you know, a guy like me, a chance. Um, and I made the most out of it. So, you know, that looked like my first sales job was over the phone, you know, your typical, you know, sort of telemarketing boiler room sort of environment. I learned a lot of good habits and a lot of bad habits uh, in sales. Um, you know, a lot of those stereotype sort of habits are some of the things that I learned there. Um, fortunately, broke a lot of those, but, um, you know, I, I, I made the most out of it, you know, and I, I grinded and I hustled because, you know, I knew that there wasn't a lot of other options for me. And that looked like being the first one in the office every day, being the last one to leave every day and coming on the weekends to get my list ready for the next week. Um, and so from there, I really worked my way up to the top of that company pretty fast. Uh, I was promised uh, to have a team and manage a team. And that's what I thought I wanted at the time. But quite honestly, I probably wasn't really ready. Um, but I moved on to another company and took a VP of sales position where I learned more business acumen and leading a team and growing a team. And then eventually realized, I think I could maybe kind of do this on my own. Uh, so my wife, who I was dating at the time, was she was in sales doing recruitment and she came over and, and joined the company that I was at and kind of learned the industry a little bit. And we said, I think we can do this. And we took that leap. Our first office was in the living room of our one bedroom apartment. Um, and we scaled that business all fueled by outbound sales to 5 million bucks in 26 months. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, there's a couple cool things that I uh, did not know, which I'm going to pick your brain on. So when it comes to sales, man, why is that such a bad word for folks? And, you know, as an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, man, uh, we really should have our own like Superman shirt with an S on our on our chest. Right. Because sales without sales, you know, sales to a business is like blood to the body. Right. So mm. why? Let's talk about why sales, the S word can be so negative at times. Yeah. Everybody thinks sales is a dirty word and they cringe when they hear it. Right. And even a lot of people in sales aren't proud that they're in sales, which is a big problem. Um, and you know, you see it when folks are at dinner parties and they're like, yeah, they kind of put their head down and you know, Hey, what do you do? And they're like, I'm in sales. Right. And, or, 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 or they come up with these really super fancy titles like, Oh, I'm a strategic technology advisor. It's like, man, you're in sales. <laughs> Why are you hiding from that? Right. So like, you know, so, and it's because of a lot of the stereotypes, like people think that if you're in sales, that you're a manipulator, manipulator, they think that you're going to persuade them into doing something they don't want to do. They think you're going to be sleazy. You're going to lie to them. They think of the car sale, uh, use car salesman, like nothing against them, but like people, you know, have had bad experiences. They've maybe, you know, people don't like to be sold. Right. Um, but they need to buy things. So, um, you know, there's all of these things of why people think sales is a dirty word, but you know, there's a lot of people in sales that are doing it right. You know, there's a lot of people doing it right. And those people understand how to be a sales professional and they understand that, you know, selling is serving and like, you know, without sales, like businesses can't thrive. Um, and what I mean by doing it right is like really focus on helping and serving others and not just like doing things for my commission check. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Sales, 
really is another word. It's synonymous with another word, and you just mentioned it, and that's service, right? And uh, are there some a-holes in the sales game? Yes. But are there some saints, uh, some genuinely caring individuals who want to serve in the sales game? Yes, absolutely. So what's a tip uh, or two that uh, you could share with our our audience as it relates to sales and really how to view it differently so it doesn't feel so, I don't know, so negative at times? Yeah. And this is something that I tell folks that I work with and people on my team is like, this is how we gonna. This is how we're gonna change the way that people view salespeople, and is if we keep this in mind with everything that we do, and what that is is, the goal is not to sell them something. The goal is not to you know get them to be a customer or whatever the case is. The goal is this. The goal is whether that you know the the goal is to is this whether we do business together whether we don't do business together or whether we do business and at some point we stop doing business together the goal is to make sure that you had a good experience regardless of the outcome and when you keep that in mind then you do you, you do the right thing and sometimes the right thing is not selling you something telling you hey i'm not the right fit to help you with this, but maybe here's some options or here's some resources that might be able to help you. And where a lot of salespeople go wrong is they're really just trying to force a customer into something that maybe they don't need, or maybe it's 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 going to fix half of their problems, or maybe the salesperson doesn't even take enough time to even identify like, do they have a problem? Do they even care about solving that problem? And then like, am I the right fit to help the problem if it exists? So the best salespeople are the people that understand that selling is serving, that understand that it's not about the commission or the outcome of getting the sale. It's about like really identifying, hey, David, do you, number one, do you have a problem? What is that problem? And just because you have a problem doesn't mean you want to fix it. Like, what's the impact of not solving that problem? Do you even care about solving that problem? And then am I the right fit to solve that for you? And then if so, then let's go on this sales journey. And what most people don't realize is they think like, if I need to get better at sales, I got to get better at closing. And that's not true. You need to get better at qualifying your prospects. You need to get better at your discovery. You need to better get better at having real authentic conversations with other human beings to understand if it makes sense to work together. And that's how you get better at sales. Man, I love it. And I couldn't agree with you more. I love the qualification piece because uh, when we work with our clients as well, and as we've had an opportunity to work with with um, different verticals, right? It's, it's about, you know, your funnel should be qualifying that prospect as soon as they see your first message, as soon as they see that first ad or first uh, message, it should, the funnel should have uh, components in it that's qualifying them so that when that conversation does take place, it feels very natural, feels very organic. There isn't any pressure. There isn't any like sales tactics or, or again, any pressure on either side. It's more so, hey, listen, similar to what you've just identified, um, what is your problem or what is the problem? What's the impact of your problem? And, you know, how long can your business sustain or, you know, move forward uh, with that particular situation not solved, right? And if I am the right person, then we can go ahead and talk about what that looks like. But then out of paying it forward, right? If there's a better fit somewhere else that I know of, at least I can point you in the right direction, which is something that I can see both you and I have, uh, you know, we're on the same page with that. Uh, one of the things that we do here on the show is as, as an entrepreneur, we don't just talk about business. There's three particular categories that we like to touch base on when we have conversations with our guests, and that's life, love, and business. 
So now that we've touched base on business a bit, you mentioned something really powerful. You mentioned that the young lady you were dating at the time, uh, who's now your wife, um, that you guys together, you know, were, were, were grinding it out together, which is something that happens often. Uh, yeah. And sometimes it brings people together and sometimes it pushes them apart, right? So how would you tell us a little bit about that, that journey? Um, because as entrepreneurs, um, that's a real conversation that's sometimes not discussed because we don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or whatever the case is. Walk us a little bit through that. Yeah. I mean, fortunately in my situation, like it, it worked really well for us. Um, you know, I had my role and responsibilities and she had hers and, you know, we were a team in a lot of things that we did. Um, and you know, it's also like long-term, like my wife is not involved in the business today, but I still like really try to keep her up to date with like what's going on and stuff like that. But it's also like that we went through, that we started our first business to, together, which we still have that company um, today. Um, it, it also, that experience has basically given, she understands what I have to do, right? So she understands what I do on a daily basis. And she, it, we have a respect for each other's roles and, and still operate as a team unit, but our roles, you know, her role has shifted a little bit. Um, and so it's really did a lot of positive things for our relationship, you know, as a couple, as a married couple. And now we have three kids um, where, you know, she understands, you know, what it takes to run a business. And that's probably helped her with running a home too, right? She's the CEO of, of taking care of the babies. Oh, <laughs> man. I, I mean, I, I tell, I tell people this a lot and I mean, she works harder than I do. And honestly, my hat is off to her because there is no chance I could do what she does. I don't even know how she does it sometimes. I love my kids to death, but I got a six-year-old, a almost five-year-old, and a two-year-old, and it, it is a lot of work. I, I can, oh, she's the real MVP around, uh, around your, around your, uh, yeah. Your and, 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 and your kids will really, your kids will really, really test your sales skills. Oh man. And, 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 you know, that's a great segue because in life, everything we do, every area, life, love, or business involves selling. And it, it really does. That's why sometimes, yeah. well, at least for me, when I first, you know, became a business owner, et cetera, I was faced with that like reality real quick. It's like, listen, man, you don't have, you're a one-man operation at the time. And, and you, you're basically, you're running legion, you're running sales, you're running, you know, product delivery and you're running customer support. It's like, oh crap, how on earth do I do all of this stuff by myself? And then on top of that, being a, a, a dad, how is that going to work? Right. It's like, just, yeah. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. And, and your kids, man. I mean, I, I consider myself a half decent sales professional, um, but I, I, I lose more than I win with my kids, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, selling, selling a kid to eat their broccoli is not an easy task, especially when they're two and have no rational thinking. <laughs> Look, this tastes just like chocolate. They're like, uh-uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no shame to reverting to bribery when needed. <laughs> <laughs> or Benadryl, right? Well, one or the other. <laughs> uh, 
I can no, I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned earlier, uh, as we we um, before we started uh, recording here, that you've already you've started uh, multiple businesses. We'll talk about that, mm-hmm. and then uh, you also mentioned something very interesting about getting bored, uh, because mm-hmm. I, I do want us to to focus a little bit more time on the whole podcast situation. Uh, that'll be kind of like the last piece that we cover, but tell us a little bit about the businesses that you've started and Mm -hmm. then uh, we can then transition into the whole, Hey, I got bored. This isn't going to work. Yeah. Yeah. So anything that I've done has either been just kind of everything, every company that I've started has just kind of been organically natural progression, but I do tend to get bored and, you know, some would probably say I have that shiny object syndrome, you know, try a new tool or start a new business or (laughs) whatever the case is. Um, And so that first company that my wife and I started together, um, you know, like I mentioned, we bootstrapped that to 5 million bucks in 26 months, all fueled by outbound sales, an outbound sales team. Um, And so we heavily relied on the phones that, you know, the, as the sales was the, the blood life to the company, the phones were the blood life to the salespeople. Right. So, um, and so we heavily relied on our phones and we went through in a 26, in like a two year period, uh, we went through five different phone vendors and we had problems with all of them. Some, you know, different than others, but ultimately like, you know, quality issues, support issues, reporting issues, integration issues, outrageous fee issues, like all kinds of different things. And I was really, you know, kind of just frustrated occasionally walking into the sales floor and, you know, my team not being able to use the tool that is essential to us making money. So um, there was a, a neighbor next door to us in that office building. His name is Luis and he's, he's the CTO for my company, Monster VoIP. Um, and he's like, hey, I think I have an idea. And uh, his idea was taking the software and putting it on a virtual server and getting trunk providers and kind of creating this duct tape uh, solution of a cloud-based uh, business phone system. And I said, <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm really out of options. Like, let's try it. I had very little... Um, confidence that it was going to work. <laughs> you know, I said, let's try it and see how it goes and, you know, put a couple of salespeople using it, get some feedback, but I'm not going to just widespread roll this out. Right. And it worked uh, way better than anything else that we had tried in, in on many different levels. And then we thought, Hey, maybe some of our customers want, might want to buy this. Maybe they're experiencing some of the same problems that we have been. And sure enough, they were. Um, and then from there, you know, the solution is much different than it was at that point. It's uh, definitely passed a, a duct tape solution for sure. And now we have a whole unified communications platform. We have over 6,000 users on that platform. Um, and I still you know, run and operate that uh, company today, have a sales team. I, even as a founder, uh, I put in four to five hours of cold calling every single week. Um, and, and then I started a podcast after uh, shortly going on a podcast. So a friend had invited me to go on his podcast, had a, went into his studio. It was a great experience. We talked a little bit about life and work balance. And I was like, man, this is awesome. How do I start a podcast? And he said, it's easy. You record whoever with whoever you want. You pick who you want to talk to, do your recordings, send them to me, and I'll take care of the rest. And I was like, that works for me. I said, but I'm a super busy dude. I think I could only do maybe a couple of episodes a month 
And he's like, sure, whatever's comfortable. Uh, and then a very successful podcaster that was getting like 100,000 downloads a month told me, oh, no, man, you got to do this. And I said, okay, I'm listening. And he said, you got to do 20 episodes, record them all, and then release them daily on iTunes. And then you'll get listed in their new noteworthy podcast and pick up tons of listeners. And I'm like, all right, this dude sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I guess I'm up for the challenge. And we did it. And I don't think that we picked up very many listeners, so I don't recommend it. But, (laughs) (laughs) but, but, but. What it did is it instilled that practice. And what it forced me to do is align the podcast with my business objectives and make it not just a content activity, but like, how are we going to use this to really build more relationships with the right people to generate revenue for our company? Um, and you know, we created a process because I'm a stickler for efficiency. And then by the end of interviewing 130 people, I'm like, man, we got a pretty good product here and we got a really good process and the content looks great. I think there's more people that would be willing to pay money for this. And sure enough, there was, um, you know, and we're on track to hopefully hit about a hundred shows under management by the end of Q1. Congratulations, my man. That's fantastic. Fantastic. What would be a tip? Uh, I know that uh, I, before we started uh, the show, we talked about YouTube and such, and you said you had some, some, uh, some secrets about YouTube um, programming, etc. How about uh, sharing some of those? Yeah, yeah. So the thing that I love about podcasting is it's one single activity that can serve so many purposes, right? So I always challenge podcasters that aren't leveraging video because I feel that they're really missing out, you know. And even podcasters that have that have successful podcasts that have been podcasting for a long time, some sometimes still have not adopted video. Um, and you know, frankly, there's some platforms that you record on that doesn't have video, things like that, or it takes a little bit more of a skill set to edit and things like that. Um, you know, video is really important. Uh, for a lot of reasons, because it's the best way to promote your podcast. It's the best way um, to create a piece of content that say your your guest would be proud to share with their network, with their followers. It's one thing to share like a show card or a quote card and then a link, but video, people enjoy consuming video rather than like reading something. So on social media, you don't know what percentage of those people are actual podcast listeners. So the best way to entice them to want to see more is to give them a good teaser, which is like a short clip of video. And then, so from that podcast episode, you get so many things, right? So you have the audio that goes out to all of the podcast platforms, right? And then from there, you can take the video and you could have a long form video that you go, goes on YouTube. And then from there, you can create best moment short clips that you and your guests can share on social media to drive p- traffic back to the podcast, right? And then you also have the ability to create things like audiograms, which you can use in Instagram stories, Facebook stories, LinkedIn stories, or even on social media. So you have all of these pieces of content that are evergreen that you can in so many different formats from one single activity. And then another last thing is you can also uh, get a full transcription of the episode and you can do so many things with that. With the transcription, you can create quote cards, you can um, you know, take those and take the whole thing and create it as a blog post. 
Um, we've even helped clients facilitate turning their best interviews into an actual book that you can sell. That makes a lot of sense. And I've seen that done. Uh, some of the uh, bigger podcasts are, are, are offering that also uh, because not everybody learns differently, right? There's different, uh, the three main you know, learning languages, right? Some folks like to listen, some people like to read it, some people like to hold it in their hands, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so, and, and there's, there's platforms that I recommend for this, right? So um, one is Riverside FM. So River, the reason I like Riverside FM is because they're actually recording both the audio and the video in separate tracks and it's in full 4K 1080 HD. So it's really good quality video and audio. Um, and then if, if you're like not as skilled in like editing or like putting pieces together, then you can use something like StreamYard. The thing that I like about StreamYard is you can do your podcast live. So you can live stream to LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. And what you can do is if you come up with a nice design for the frame, then you can actually, you don't have to do a ton of editing because uh, a little hack that you can do is sometimes I do my show live is you actually have your intro. You can play that. Then you go live, then you do your interview and then you play your outro and then you end it. And then from there, bam, it's ready to go. Audio, push it out, take the video, push it to YouTube. If you didn't go live to YouTube and it requires less editing. Um, when you do it that way. And it's kind of a simple hack if you're going to do like do it yourself sort of model. Love it. Love it. Now, with all this knowledge that you're dropping here, uh, I believe you mentioned that you also manage podcasts for folks. Tell us a little bit about that platform. Yeah. So we do a couple of things. Um, we have a fully managed service um, where we launch the show for folks. We create the strategy. How do we align it with the business objectives? We do all of the creative. We do all of the editing, all the post-production stuff. And we also provide group coaching as well. So every month we meet with all of our clients. They could submit questions in advance. And we're talking about really high quality stuff of how to grow the show, you know, you know, different strategies, how to get better guests, how to reach out to them, you know, what to do with the content, how to add value, how to build community, how to make an impact, things like that. Um, so we have that fully managed service. And then we also have a launch program for maybe people where budget is a little bit more of an issue. Um, we'll help them launch the show and and give them everything that they need to kind of be on their way and then manage it um, themselves thereafter. Um, and then we also have a service where we get people booked on shows. So people that are looking, you know, a lot of times this is either other podcasters looking to grow their show coaches, consultants, authors, speakers that are really leveraging podcast as their stage. Um, and we come, you know, we have built relationships with podcasts. We do a lot of prep work of helping them get prepared to deliver a great message and not be, and, and also so that they're not telling the same story every time, because that gets really boring for you and for people that are listening to it. Um, and yeah, in a nutshell, that's what we do over at SalesCast. What's uh, what's one way, I'm assuming you guys also show them how to monetize um, the podcast uh, platform? So yeah, we, we've helped facilitate like sponsorship sort of conversations and things like that. Um, but also, we also believe that there's 
other options to making money from your podcast. And it's not all about downloads and sponsors. Now, I'm not saying that that's a terrible strategy, but it does take time. Um, and, and what I mean by that is like, we look at like, what do you do as a business? How do you make money? And how can we tie in this activity to achieve some of those goals? And it looks like a couple of different things. Maybe it's, you know, sales is about building relationships. Yes. Right. And so we can transform the relationship building process by inviting the people that are going to, you need to build relationships with onto your show. And, you know, and, and if it's done properly and done right, it works extremely well, right? Because when somebody comes onto your show, number one, you know, I, I believe you do um, like lead generation, right? Correct. For B2B companies. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're trying to do lead generation on your own, and let's just say you're half decent at it, you know, if you're doing any sort of cold outreach, you're maybe getting 10% positive replies if you're good. Now, if you're fortunate to, to have been smart enough to like outsource that and let somebody you know, do that, that that's all they're hyper-focused on, then you might get better results than that. But even then it's not significant, maybe five, 10% higher if you're really lucky or depends on your industry and things like that. There's a lot of variables, but it's the exact opposite. You know, if you reach out to the right people that are going to, that you need to build relationships with to drive revenue for your business, it's the exact opposite. Like 80 or 90% of those people are going to say yes to coming on your show. Because people like talking about themselves, <laughs> right? So let's look at that for a second, right? Well, you don't want it to be like a bait and switch. It doesn't need to, it doesn't, you don't want it to feel like, hey, I only asked you on my show because I want to sell something to you. Yeah. Like, that's not what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Like find people that have an interesting story, are active on social, you know, that you want to build a deeper relationship with because on a podcast, you talk about so many things. Like you know so many things about me that you would have never known if we just hopped on like a discovery sales call, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we have a relationship now. We've collaborated. We've created content. You're going to maybe put this out. I'm going to share it on social. Like if I need what you have, you're somebody that I'm going to think of mm -hmm. just naturally um, without even doing any selling. Now, there's other things that you can do to you know, accelerate that. Constantly add value, engage with them on social, you know, find out like what are their goals? What are they working on? What sort of relationships are they looking for? Make some connections for them, add value, you know, do events, do networking events, invite them, have an email list, like just have them in your world where if they know somebody that needs what you have or they need what you have, you make sense as the best option. And, and then you can even take it a little further, like depending on what you do, have some sort of, you know, free version of that or freemium if it's a software or like, hey, everybody that comes on the show gets a free, you know, 30 days to try this or, you know, hey, you know, whatever, make, give them something special of what you do for taking time out of their day to come on your show. And then it also gets them, gives them a little taste of what you do. So if it makes sense to do business, then it's easy. Agreed. I love it, man. You are dropping some some gold here. I hope our audience is uh, really paying close attention to everything that's just been shared. Uh, where can our audience, uh, on that note, where can our audience uh, learn more about uh, what you're up to, man? Yeah. Two places, super simple. They can go to salescast.co. 
we offer a free podcast strategy session to anybody that's looking to start a podcast. It's it's not a sales call. It's basically just, hey, what do you do? What have you thought about? Here's how. You, here's what we would suggest you do as far as a podcast. We give you a bunch of good ideas, and then if it makes sense for us to work together, great. And if not, you'll learn a lot on that call. Um, so they can go to salescast.co to take advantage of that. And then uh, if they're in sales, if you're in sales and you're looking to get better at sales or you're new to sales or thinking about getting in sales or in sales leadership, or if you're a founder and you need to learn how to sell, then you can go to <laughs> Sales Hustle on all the podcast platforms and we drop nothing but sales fire three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, regardless of where you're located in the world. First thing in the morning, you can log in, listen to the latest episode. Colin Mitchell, thank you so much for dropping some knowledge. Uh, I'd probably say fire uh, on the show here today on the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Thank you. Hey guys, David Ubita here, host of the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast. Hey, just a really quick word to those of you who are entrepreneurs just like me, business owners or an executive uh, looking to generate more business on the LinkedIn platform. I want you to take a look at our free training uh, showing you how we generate over 250 B2B clients for our business. Now, our proven SAG strategy, well, it turns clicks into calls and calls into clients without spending a ton of time blogging or spending a small fortune on ads. For more details, go to mrdeu.com. That's www.mrdeu.com. All right, guys, was that a great conversation or what? Colin Mitchell, thank you so much again for hanging out with us here on the podcast. You know, the life hack that really stood out to me was just his perspective on sales, right? And many times sales has this negative feel, this kind of like slimy feel, right? Uh, especially if uh, if you've been in, in car sales and just that whole negotiation piece just feels yeah, just felt bad, right? I know I'm speaking from my own experience back uh, when uh, the S word was a negative. Well, you know, when you when you recognize that sales, uh, another way to to look at sales is service, right? Similar to our conversation here with Colin, uh, you can't help but to really come from a different place, more of a heart-centered place, knowing that you're here to serve and kind of point this particular prospect who's coming to you um, with, uh, you know, kind of like with, you know, with like uh, a, a baby in a sense, right? Hey, you know, I'm, I'm trusting you. I, I need help, right? And and the worst thing you can do is try to um, sell him something that he or she doesn't need, right? You want to make sure that you're able to to guide this individual, this soul, and serve them. And 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 if it's a good fit, then you guys can work together and make it happen. And if not, at least you can point them in the right direction. I really, really enjoyed that aspect of our conversation. And he's a pretty funny guy, right? So, um, you know, those of those of us who are parents and some of those comments that we made during our uh, conversation, I'm sure they resonated with you, right? <laughs> <laughs> Benadryl. So that being said, guys, hey, again, as we wrap this uh, uh, episode 43 up, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out and and, and, and riding with us um, now in uh, episode four or uh, season four. And we're looking forward to finishing season four strong and getting ready for, and wrapping up for season number five. Just can't tell you how, how proud I am of, of our team and, and proud of and happy and honored that you are taking some time out of your day just to hang out and rock with us today. So a couple things before I wrap this up. Hey, first and foremost, if you have not uh, plugged into our Facebook page, our official uh, Pace, uh, Facebook page, 
uh, as it relates to uh, the Life Hacks for Entrepreneurs podcast, hey, what are you waiting for? Go there right now and like it. And this way you will be notified of every single episode that uh, comes on, uh, that we release, I should say. And then the other piece is uh, whatever platform you're listening to right now with this with this uh, this episode on, please make sure to comment, uh, give us a, a five-star review, uh, just you know, show, show us some love and, and we promise to continue to do our very best to bring on some great talent. And believe me, do not, I'm telling you right now, do not miss any future episodes going forward. You will not want to do that. And on that note, we've had some amazing episodes, you know, four seasons worth and you need to catch up. Okay. So make sure to take some time and check out every single one of them from Mr. Olympia to billionaires. I mean, guys, you don't want to miss out. Make sure to go back to uh, our previous episodes and uh, check out those conversations. And then finally, guys, uh, for those of you who are B2B, again, B2B uh, business owners or executives looking to uh, to increase or to generate more business on LinkedIn, I have a free resource I'd like to share with you. And that is we are on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, a private Facebook group uh, known as the LinkedIn Unlocked Community. And again, that's the LinkedIn Unlocked Community. And if you are looking for, again, a free resource to help kind of put things into context when it comes to marketing on LinkedIn, that kind of thing, again, this free resource is available to you. Now, again, it is private by invitation only, so here's your invitation. And I am personally inviting you, my beautiful listeners, to come on board, check us out, and uh, bring, you know, be prepared to not only learn, but to also add value to the group as well. All right, guys, until the next episode, just know that you are loved and um, hey, it's going to be all right. If you're going through some stuff right now, it's going to be all right. Love you guys. I'll talk to you during the next episode. Take care.